today we are talking to Caitlin Crosby, who is the founder of The Giving Keys. And Hello. just <laughs> an all-around wonderful, beautiful soul. And I'm so happy that you took the time out to be Gosh, here. Thank you for having me. I love... I haven't done a podcast in so long. I used to do them all the time, but I haven't done one in so long. And I'm so happy to be with you because I love you're inspiring to me because I feel like the most unorganized person on the planet. So being around your presence, it gives me something to strive for. <laughs> God, that's so sweet. Um, I think it was like 10 years ago, at least that I heard about the giving keys. I think it was right, maybe longer because I had just moved back to LA from the Northwest and I was looking for work and I was like, oh, I would love to work for a brand like this. Like what beautiful, uh, the whole aesthetic of the brand, but Aww. also just like the messaging and the whole mission. Aww. And so I always had you on my radar. And mm. then one day, a decade later, you messaged me and you're like, I need help. And I was <laughs> like, yes, Aww. it has finally happened. The universe <laughs> has put us together. Aww, I love that. I had no idea. That makes me so happy. Um, and you just had 15 years with the giving keys. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Tell us about that journey. Doesn't need to be long, just a yeah. short, all the highlights, the highs and the lows. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Lord. Well, I, first I guess I'll say what the giving keys is for those of you that don't know, but the giving keys, um, we make inspirational jewelry and we've done other lifestyle images through the years. Um, we've done candles and journals and all the things and apparel, but, um, they all say inspirational words. Like this says hope says Straight. Okay, I have my worthy. Today too. This says hope. I have. We have all the things. But oh yeah, what does yours say? Oh, yeah, also hope. hope. Oh, I know. Word of the day. Um, but you get a word you need. You own it. But then you have to pass it on. Pay it forward to someone you feel needs it more than you. And then you go back to the website. Write the story of why you gave it away. So now there's thousands of stories of the keys being passed all over, all over the world. But um, pre-pandemic, we our our kind of main mission was. Um, to employ people that were trying to transition out of homelessness. So we did that for over a decade and um, got to employ over 150 people that were trying to transition out of homelessness, which was amazing and so special and so unique. And just the experience of going into the office every day with these incredibly inspiring, resilient souls. Oh, it was just incredible. And then everything kind of changed with COVID and we had yeah. to shut everything down, lost our office, lost our Airstream downtown. And so now we've just been kind of pivoting and picking up the pieces from COVID still, to be honest, and um, really focusing on the pay it forward mission and giving back to that same mission in a different way, like proceeds going to our favorite nonprofits, Which predominantly Christmas. Christmas right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they help people that are experiencing homelessness train and um, find employment and keep employment and all that good stuff. So yeah, so our brand is just about spreading good words and hope and human connection because when someone gives their key away, that moment mm -hmm. of when they pay it forward, it, everyone says, I'd say 75 to 80% of the time, everyone's like, oh, everyone cried. There were tears. Yeah. It's just such a special moment because you know when you're supposed to give it away. People are like, yeah. I don't want to give my key away. How do I know when it's time? And I'm like, oh, you'll, you'll know. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever given one away yet? Or like, I know as I gifts have. You've I've given, given so many as gifts, of course, because it's a beautiful gift yeah. and everything about the giving keys is so aligned with like the same values that compose living has. Yeah. And you know, first and foremost, the pay it forward mission is so sustainable because you're yeah. keeping these beautiful tokens in the circular economy and then giving back like service is such a big yeah. part of what we do. And one of like my core values just as a human. Mm -hmm. And it's so wonderful to gift something that feels so aligned with mm -hmm. your own personal values, you know, especially that. in a world where it's just like consume, 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 yeah. like this makes you stop and think. Yeah. And it's not just in that moment, right? Like every time you're wearing it, you're sort of like on the hunt for yes. someone who needs this thing. And I love all of that, you know, like I can't wait for the moment that I find someone where I'm like, you need this. I know I gave my mom one that said peace. It's like her favorite word. Aww. She's always, um, always looking for that. And she loves a long chain too. So she has a classic key. Cute. Um, 
Yeah, Lillian mm-hmm. has, my daughter has so much of <laughs> the Giving Keys stuff too That's from awesome. over the years. Um, so yeah, it's so cool. I guess I have not written a story for the website and I should. That's such a nice way of sharing Aww. the mission. Yay. We just redid our website. Our website was had so many little just things that were dated and off. And so we just spent the last six months redoing it and just launched that so, to make it easier for people to put in the stories. Because before, I think no one could figure out how to do it. So now it's easier yeah. to do it. So good. It's wild how in business that happens over time. Like you feel like, oh, at some point I'm going to yeah. reach a place where like everything is just smooth sailing, mm-hmm. but it hasn't happened. Oh, no. Yet. There's so many highs <laughs> and lows. Like I was, I had a couple meetings this morning and. <laughs> All of them, I was basically apologizing the whole time because I'm like, I, I, I'm struggling with fitting everything into one day when my kids are at school and mm-hmm. working when they're at school. And then, you know, I put them to sleep and then I work at night and I'm exhausted and I'm brain dead. And then I'm approving emails that I probably shouldn't, like even the one today that yeah. I approved that went out today. I was approving it when I was in the middle of a different meeting. And then I look, and then I really read it. I think when I was driving here, and I looked at it, and I'm like, "Oh, we didn't capitalize today's World Smile Day, yeah. World Teacher Day." I saw it beautifully. So, yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but it's like I didn't even realize until now yeah. that it's so World Smile Day is capitalized, but then World Teacher Day, like teacher, that one word is not yeah. capitalized, oh. and I didn't notice it until now. Yeah. Because I was. I was proving it when I was like 90 tabs were open in my mm-hmm. brain. So I feel like every day there's just balls getting dropped and, um, but I'm, and I'm taking on doing more than I ever have before, which pros and cons, like pros, I, I think I do have so many ideas and I love that I can like now actually do them. Cause I don't, there's not a ton of people on the team that have uh, amazing ideas and campaigns already planned. And mm-hmm. I don't want to step on their toes now. I'm like, Oh, I have to come up with them and do them. But now I'm like, Oh gosh, I literally, there's not enough time in the day. Yeah. And I'm not a very organized per- person, like I said. So this one, um, these amazing girls that, um, we work with that help with some social stuff. Um, they're in Texas, they're in Dallas and they're like, well, maybe we can, um, talk through a little strategy. And I'm like, yeah, I, my brain does not think that way, but I, I need like, to also, be better about that. I don't have time. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, what is strategy again? I think I asked them, like, yeah. what is strategy? Because I'm always like, squirrel, and this idea, and this idea, and let's do this, and let's do this. And I just have a million ideas, but there's no, like, structure to them, yeah. which is not great. Um, when you need to run a company and a business and it's people hard. need to follow you. Yeah. I don't. I'm I have that. a really hard time with the same thing because... I will see something that inspires me or that I'm like, that's a great idea. And then I also want to do something similar, you know, and then I start the year by like, (laughs) these are the things that I'm holding myself accountable to producing in this year. Mm -hmm. But then if I add in 200 other amazing (laughs) ideas, it's like, who has the time to do that? You know, like I can't have that many different things happening. I can't have that many new, like, I love sharing free content on our website and on socials. And so it's usually around like, oh my gosh, this is such a cool topic. We should write like a download or a guide or something, or even like renovating our house. Do you know how long I've been putting off like a guide to renovating your kitchen or like planning your dream kitchen? Here's all the things we did. Here's all of our sources. And then I'm like, who has the time for that? Like on a daily basis, I look at my to-do list and then I bump like half of it to another day. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) It is, it's a challenge, but coming back to like looking at my project list for the year and just thinking like, is this something that is more important to me than something else that's on this Mm -hmm. list? And if not, then it doesn't need to happen right now. And it's, that is my personal biggest challenge in business is upholding boundaries that protect my own time and my own well being mm, yeah. because it's so easy to do everything at any moment in time, day or night now. Yeah. And if you're excited about it and you're passionate about what you do, yeah. you want to get those things done. You want to share it with the world. Yeah. I also, it's important to me that like everyone who works for me has work and is working. Yeah. Um, so it's really, that's probably my biggest yeah. challenge is yeah. like, I also need to prioritize my marriage or yeah. my kids or my own solitude, yes. <laughs> friendships. Like. I, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because I had a family member 
bring this up to me recently a few days ago and she left me a voice memo and she was like, yeah, cause uh, Caitlin, you probably shouldn't just, it's probably unhealthy for you to just work all the time. Like there are other things and it, and it really, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but I was like, what? Yeah. Like, like there are other things in life? <laughs> what do you mean? And, and it's not because I love working. It's more like, I feel like I have, like, I have to do it because, because, you know, I have to provide for my family by myself. I have to provide for my kids by myself. And I need to do all these things and no one else is going to do them because we have kind of downsides. So I, I have to. Yeah. And I was so stressed about it. And she's like, there are other things in life. And it was like, I'm so glad she said that because I, I just, I forgot. I mean, my kids are the main only thing that I think about, but I feel like I'm not the best friend right now. I'm not really, there's not enough time to like be there for any of my friends, but you know, it's like my kids, number one, but when I'm working, I almost feel like I'm doing it for them because I need to feed them, you know, and I need to, but I'm like, I... But I just wrote this whole thing out because I felt bad that when I was with them, I was too much, you know, I was on my phone too much or checking emails too much or responding to different people on the team. And um, so I just wrote out this whole thing. It was like the type of mom I want to be. And and I put it on my um, refrigerator and it says something like, um, you know, I will will, um, not be on my phone or my computer working when I'm with them, unless it's an, a certain amount of allotted time that has a beginning and an end to it that I'm going to mm. communicate to them. Like, okay, for 30 minutes, you guys are going to watch TV and I'm going to sit on my computer and do this thing for the, and then when I'm done, we're going to go to do this or whatever, as opposed to what I have been doing, um, which is just like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, yeah. like I, I don't, I don't want to live that way, um, f- for them. And then, also, I said, I, I want to prioritize organizing them. That's another thing. Like I said, like not just organizing myself and work, but like organizing my house, organizing their stuff. And I feel like I can get into this, I don't want to say victim mentality, but like in this, I get like, I think jealous sometimes of my mom friends that don't have to work. Like if their husband provides for them, you know, and they can just like organize all day long or just like. Yeah. Go to lunch with friends or like, I, I I can't even imagine having time to like go to lunch with a friend, like during the, the, the school day. Cause I'm like, no, I have to get 90,000 million things done. But, but I, I, I can get in that zone of like, oh, well they get to, they have time to organize their kids cause they don't have to work. But I'm like, no, I need to somehow prioritize organizing them because it just makes life in general better mm-hmm. because, you know, in the morning when I'm trying to get out the door and we can't find the water bottles and we can't find the things and the socks or the clothes, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it, then it kind of starts your whole day off negatively. So I, I'm definitely wanting to prioritize, um, focusing on other things and enjoying parts of life other than just like what I have to get done, like nature and hiking. And I do, and I try and hike like once a week with a yeah. friend. We do like mental health hikes and we just talk and have, I guess that would be That's my nice. equivalent of like going to lunch with a girlfriend Yeah, would be like once a week or once every couple weeks with my best um, girlfriend. We hike Serenia Park up here. There's a really good hike. And that's like when we catch up, but it's like, at least it's like killing two birds with one Mm -hmm. stone and like, okay, this is like a time to move my body, which I need to do. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you just touched on some major topics there, right? Like the idea of balance in life is so tricky. Single parenthood is unbelievably difficult at times. Um, and you're right. Like it, it feels like you don't have any options because it's just you. And especially if you become a single parent after having had a partner, then I think it's also worse because you know what you're (laughs) missing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You're missing a whole other set of hands and, you know, capacity to help you get stuff done. Um, it's, I applaud you. I know how difficult that is. And your kids are still so small. Yeah. Uh, it's so much work, but you're such a good mom. I've seen mm. you with both of them and they're really? the sweetest Aww. kids. Thank you. They're 
They're so cute. I also just love their names. I know. Brave and Love are their names, named after Giving Keys. So obviously. sweet. This little, my little girl, Love, I mean, she's a blonde four-year-old in love. I mean, the cutest yeah. thing ever. She's your little doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> When you so before we started recording, um, you said on Wednesdays you're spending time with Brave mm-hmm. at his school, mm-hmm. and how much you loved those moments. Does that feel like a break from work? Like, are you super present in mm-hmm. those moments? I wonder if that's why it feels yeah. so special. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, Wednesday mornings he has a mass at his school. Even though I'm not Catholic, I I go and he loves it. He looks forward to it every week and. Yeah, definitely no phones allowed. And it is probably one of the only times that I'm not, that I'm fully present in that moment um, and not on my phone and like think. And it's also, it's a good time. It's at mm-hmm. 8 15 to 9 15. So work hasn't That's fully started so nice. anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's, oh, I, I literally look forward to it every week. Like it, it's just like the time I can take that, that deep breath and say the prayers and, surrender all the things, give it up to, you know, everyone has their different word for God or higher power or whatever, you know, like just, just let it all go and say a little prayer to get me through the, the hump Wednesday. Love that. And it's so nice that it's at the start of the day. Yeah. Uh, I'm also not Catholic. I'm not even formally religious, but I love rituals that Mm -hmm. are intended to help people be kinder or more present, uh, more service minded. Um, this is part of what we were talking about with our youngest last night at dinner. Cause he was like, maybe I should explore Judaism. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, there's amazing parts yeah, of Judaism. Yeah. I was like, I'm yeah. not knowledgeable enough to like tell yeah. you all of it, but somebody recently explained it to me as like in Christianity, you're so focused on the future, right? Mm-hmm. Like the afterlife almost. It's mm-hmm. like everything that you're doing now is for later. And in Judaism, she was like, I feel like everything is about being a kind person now Mm -hmm. and doing the right thing now. And I was like, wow, what a beautiful way of looking at it. And so we kind of talked about that. And then he's like, yeah, or maybe I'll be Buddhist. And I was like, okay, (laughs) that works too. You do you, buddy. I never thought of it that way because I grew up super, super Christian, like very like in the evangelical, like I was like trying to bring everyone to my youth group, to my, I mean, to my school, to like youth group, Mm -hmm. like super extreme, like, but I, I never thought of it that way. Like living for the, the, the future, like the future or like heaven or whatever. I don't think I ever think about I mean, that's heaven. a, it's it a very me. simplified thought of heaven. I'm like, viewpoint. Oh, I don't, I don't, like, yeah. thought of that. It freaks me out. Like I, I'm more yeah. like, even though I grew up Christian, I think I've always still thought of it as like. Like the, 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 the giving keys, even though it's not a Christian by any means, like a company, but like I grew up with those, um, what is it like the, in the scriptures, like put on the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the bra- something of love, the thing of hope and fearless, yeah. like all those like words, strength, yeah. hope, fear, whatever. And so I always would love jewelry that had those different words on it mm. and like living in that way. Yeah. So I think that kind of was the foundation of what gave me the idea to Just, put all the words on things before it was like trendy because yeah. it was 15 years ago. And it wasn't, you didn't really see that out there. Now it's like everywhere on all the things. But um, but I think that foundation of faith, I think definitely, and like the giving and the paying it forward mm-hmm. did come from that foundation yeah. of like, well, and like the roots of most of the, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, the major religions are theoretically about like love yeah. and kindness and yeah. service and yeah. community and like these really beautiful values. Yeah. Um, and that's the part that I have, I take. Yeah. yeah. What <laughs> totally. did you say? Take the meat and spit out the bones. Yeah, take the yeah, meat and totally. spit out the bones. Yes. I love all the meat parts. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and then all the other things I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. Oh, that, that makes no sense. Yep. Or like that sounds psycho. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, we're (laughs) in such a weird climate these days too, where it's, it feels like very much extreme on, on either side. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think there's so much beauty in all the little, the little gray areas too. Yeah. But yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, totally. (laughs) I was a philosophy major in school, so I was always, what? How have we never discovered that? Because we're always working when we're together. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) I've never met anyone else who was one, who was a philosophy major. 
Because why would you be? Uh, <laughs> love of reading and deep thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a zero love of reading. <laughs> like I, I wrote two books, but I don't like reading. Yeah. Books. Um. So I, but I just. I'm always obsessed with like, what is the meaning of all of this? Mm-hmm. Why are we here? <gasps> like, like, yeah, just thinking way too deep for my own good. But I'm interesting that you were. What what brought you to make I, that decision? From a very early age, wanted to be a lawyer. I was like the thought of like justice and mm-hmm. like sort of being right. I don't mean mm-hmm. like right in an argument, but yeah. like doing the right thing and holding people accountable to the right thing was Mm -hmm. like so ingrained in me that I was like, I'm going to be, I was like love's age. And I was like, I will be a district attorney (laughs) and then I will crush that job. And then I will be a judge and then I will be a federal judge. (laughs) I was like so determined and I never strayed from that. And so I researched like best law schools in the United States and then like what neighborhoods were they in. And so I settled at that time, University of Washington in Seattle was a top 25 law school. When you were four. When I was was applying for colleges. (laughs) And I, you know, I was born and raised here in Southern California and the thought of living somewhere with seasons, but not Mm -hmm. like so extreme that you're in like Chicago or the East Coast. um, It just seemed really wonderful. And so Lillian at that time was like six months old and I was in college, but in Santa Cruz and I looked at her dad and was like, we're moving to Seattle. And he was like, okay, he was a very chill. He still is a very chill person. Um, and so kind, but not for me, you know, and his wife is very much the perfect fit for him. Like I'm so happy that they found each other. So I'm like, you're welcome. (laughs) We didn't work out, but I'm so like, like I would never do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But he was always just so like, Oh, you want to go to Seattle? Okay. Let's go. And I was like, who just packs up their life and like moves like that? Like it's so simple. Um, so we moved, we moved to Washington. We both ended up going to university of Washington and then we separated shortly after, but we stayed there and raised Lillian there. Wow. And I was at home. So then I was as a single mom, I was at home alone and I looked down and Lillian's entire body was blue and she wasn't breathing. What? And she was like maybe a year and a half at this no. time. So I was terrified. No, terrified. That is, I, that's like I knew that she wasn't feeling well. She had like a mild fever the last time I had checked. And so she was just kind of like napping on me. And then I was like, obviously call 911. You're on the phone with a 911 operator. And then you're just like at the mercy of waiting for another human being to show oh, up and help you, which like anyone who is a parent or even I guess like any human who cares about another human being, you realize how awful that feeling is. Like you're so helpless yeah. and I love to have control over all aspects of my life. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. And I thought about it after it was just a, um, febrile seizure I think it's called like oh, when yeah. your temperature gets yeah, too high what, and your body just sort of like shuts down mm-hmm. for a very short amount of time in yeah. order to focus on lowering your body temp mm. very cool thing the human body is incredible yeah. uh, and so no there was no drama after that but like then I swear the EMTs that arrived were like 12 years old <laughs> and I was like what is this world like I'm just supposed to sit around and like wait for these People who like, how could they be qualified to like take care of my child? That's what I was thinking in the moment. Um, And then I thought about what am I doing? Like, if I start working as a lawyer now, I'm going to be working so much for the rest of my life. And I will never have this balance or like the ability to be around to take care of like this beautiful little human. Um, Mm. and so by that point it was too late. I was already a philosophy major (laughs) and I did love it anyway. I truly do love reading and like nothing gets me going more than sitting with a glass of wine and like talking about the meaning of life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, so I enjoyed it. Uh, I couldn't tell you a single like course name or professor name. It was too long ago now. Um, 20 years ago, I guess. Uh, So I think it was a valuable education. Uh, And then I started working at a day spa. My background had always been, I was like, (laughs) 
I love working as a receptionist. This is like my dream job. Like if I could make enough money to support a life in Los Angeles (laughs) um, or specifically to support this life in Los Angeles, I would 100% be a receptionist. What? What is it about? Oh my God. It's so task oriented (laughs) and it's like you arrive at nine and then you leave at like five and you have a full hour for lunch. And during that time you just like do some filing, confirm some appointments. Like you always have your daily checklist, you know, and you like tidy up, you organize, you put in some systems and then you just go home and it's like, what's going to happen while you're at home? Literally nothing. Yeah. yeah, Like no one's calling you after five o'clock. There's no emergency. Yeah. And so looking at the other industries I've worked in data centers, 24 seven hospitals, 24 seven. Yeah. And right. fintech banking. I mean, if your debit card doesn't work and it's two o'clock in the morning, like yeah. you don't care that it's two in the morning. You want access to your money. Yeah. So I had a career's worth of running operations for 24 hour a day companies. Yeah. And it just burned. This is essentially how I came to start Compose Living because I was like, I can't do this anymore. You can't. It's yeah. just so easy to burn out when you never truly get to be off, even in your sleep. Yes. <laughs> no, I can really. I've actually, I've, I said this recently to somebody how I miss being a barista. Like, I kind of wish I could just do that um, so because funny. I was a, I, at Fred Siegel in high school, I was yeah. the coffee girl there just making good foam. Just like <laughs> and killing like, the foam game. Beautiful little uh, conversations with strangers. Oh, yeah. And just like. Exactly. You get to make their day so special. Like, oh, um, and and then you same thing. You you're done, mm-hmm. and then you go home, and then you're not thinking about like lattes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not like it's so oh, simple. You know, but it's like when you it, again pros and cons. You have when you own your own business. Yeah, I am I. I have this chapter in my first book called Girl Boss in the ER. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's um, about, it was kind of like a playoff of when that book Girl Boss was a big, yeah. big thing. And I think it starts off saying something like, everyone thinks when you have your own company, like you're so lucky you can make your own schedule and like don't have to be at someone's mercy. But it's like the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you literally can't turn it off. Like, I mean, you can try and you have to, to like cook dinner or whatever, but, um, but, but I do wish sometimes in a perfect Mm -hmm. world that, yeah, I could just go back to, I mean, I know it wouldn't be helping anyone like the giving keys is, but I mean, I guess I would do it in my own way, like talking to them, encouraging people. I would actually did, this is like a random fun fact. Um, do you remember like bedazzling Mm. when that was a vibe? I was Mm -hmm. really into bedazzling. So I feel like there's a whole group of people who are still very into bedazzling. Yes, yes. <laughs> I I would still probably, I kind of maybe still am a little bit. But I used to make these belts and I would bedazzle them. And then like those, do you remember those Jesus is my homeboy t-shirts? Yes. I don't know. I was really into those too. And I would bedazzle Jesus. Um, and then I would sell them behind the the coffee like when I would make the barista stuff okay. and then I'd wear the belt and then people would um, comment. I'm like, oh, I'm selling 50 bucks. And then I would kind of no. like, yeah. So I always, even though I was doing that, I still yeah. have like a side business of selling Love. the dazzled belts, you know? You're too entrepreneurial. Yeah, I guess you I can't. It's in your blood. I can't just <laughs> only do one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Fred Siegel. She was secretly hawking <laughs> belts at the coffee counter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I love that story. <laughs> oh, I have a really good. I have. I don't know if this is within topics of. It's probably not, but it's, it's a free for all. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I have. I have three. No, two. Two really good Fred Siegel stories. I hope a Backstreet Boy isn't listening to this or Courtney Love. But okay, so Courtney Love comes in one day. Although we're very open to any Backstreet Boy and Courtney Love listening, <laughs> listening. as long as you subscribe and share. <laughs> So one day Courtney Love comes in and I make her vanilla latte, whatever. And then her assistant comes in after, like comes back in and he was like, excuse me, um, you burnt Courtney's tongue. Um, I was like, oh no, I'm sorry. It's like, it's too hot. Can you please make her another one? That's not so hot. Okay. But I was thinking to myself, but if I make, by the time I make her a less hot one, the one she has will be that. Less yes. hot, but okay. <laughs> and then, and then I, I kind of had a crush on this guy that worked upstairs, Brentley or something. 
Bentley or Brentley or whatever. And he came down, we were closing at seven. He comes down and he was like, so, uh, Courtney love, I think she likes me. And she's like kind of hitting on me up, up there. So like, can you, can you come up and like bring food to like be a buffer? I was like, okay. So I go up, up and I'm like holding all the stuff like food and whatever. And she opens the, the, I keep on saying this, like out loud to <laughs> the world. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's fine. She was lovely. Um, but like open the thing, the, the, the dressing room yeah. and she's in like one of those see-through, like, like a Calvin Klein, uh-huh. the mesh yeah. brown underwear. And she just like opens the door like this and she goes, Oh, it's you. You burnt my tongue. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't all. mean to. Yeah, but I'm just like looking at her and their boobs and the nakedness and I saw everything. And I'm holding the food and I was like, hey, bye. Okay, that, that was one. Also, you're like a teenager. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like 18. <laughs> and um, and then the, 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 the other one is um, I was obsessed with Backstreet Boys. Like, wow. And Kevin from Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. came in. And I had just started. I didn't really know how to make anything yet. Like everything sucked that I made, but especially what he ordered, which was, he was like, can I have iced coffee? I was like, oh sure. But, um, just so you know, it's like ice. And then I pour hot coffee on it. So then it's basically just like watered down lukewarm coffee. Just warning you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. Uh, I'll do an ice blended. And then I thought to myself like, I was like, okay. And I'd never made one for anyone yet. <laughs> I was like, this is Kevin for the baby boys. And I was like shaking because I was like this close to him. So then I start making this blended and I see in the, in the, the blender that it's like water. Like it was just like super, Ugh. you know, watery. I was like, oh God. So then I'm so nervous. I wasn't properly uh, thinking about the, appropriate amount of ice to put in. I just like put a bunch of ice in, you know, and then I blended it some more and then it was like hard as a rock. <laughs> like it was just like, wouldn't come out. So then I, so here's his cup, right? Oh, no. And then I take the blender and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like hitting it. It's not coming out. So I take like a knife that I found. I just like went like that. And then all of it came out. Like, cause I made, I made like three times the amount that I should have made. And it just went everywhere. So here's his cup, and then here's the smoothie like around it. And I was like, mm-hmm, like this. And then, and then I ducked down to find like a rag, and all I could find was the the trash rag that I. Li- no. It was a rag that was d- very dirty because it was the trash rag. And my job, what I was supposed to do with this rag, was clean the trash area with it. Yeah. <laughs> I was so nervous. I didn't know what else no. to do. I wasn't thinking, and I just took the trash rag and like like wiped his all around his drink, and I gave it to him, and I was like. Here you go. And then I remember that I remember the look on his face. He was like, he literally went like this. He's like, I'm gonna throw this in the Thank garbage. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And like walked away and I was like, oh. You blew it. You blew your chance with the that's, backstreet boy. <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> you enjoyed. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, if Fred Siegel's coffee bar went yeah. out of business at any time, yeah. we know who to blame. <laughs> Maybe you should not pursue Maybe a career as a barista and I stick to the giving. Piece. I did get better, though. I did get better. That my phone was really good. I don't think I could work in. That's not true. I'm sure I could work in any industry. I am so thankful that I have not yet had to work in a food based industry. I don't think that I would excel in that area really? in any capacity, other than maybe like hostess or eating it. Yes, I could definitely eat it. I think my strongest (laughs) skill, we have a joke in our store in Woodland Hills, Paris. One of my employees made me um, this sign. I know, it's so good. That says purveyor of excellence because we were, we did a project all together as a team in Ojai and then we stayed overnight. We all went out for dinner and I was talking about like my dream job and it was like, yeah. I want to be a purveyor of excellence. Like I want someone to pay me to go into any business. Mm. It could be any industry, a restaurant, a corporate headquarters, whatever. Mm. And I'll just tell you everything that's wrong. Oh, yes. Like it's the first thing I see. It's the first, like in customer service encounters, in a 
room, in decor, like yeah. typos, anything. If there's something wrong, I'll find it. Nice. And so I just want you to hear my feedback, but then I don't have to address the issue in yeah. any way. Like do anything about it. I only yeah, want yeah. to tell you everything you're doing wrong. And then you have a team in place that fixes it. Good. That's good. So yeah, even with like a food, like I would not want to be a food critic. I don't have the palate for it where I can be like, Ooh, I taste the whatever. I don't, I just taste good food and bad food, but I can tell you if your silverware is dull or there's, you know, a French fry underneath my table or your artificial flowers look tacky or whatever. (laughs) That's good. So I'm available if anybody needs nothing but negative feedback. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) awesome. With the goal being continuous improvement (laughs) and offering your services at a higher quality of care. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Purveyor of excellence. So That's it sits good. now in the back of our office. Like it's a plaque um, above our coffee maker. That's and it just so cracks good. me up every time I see it. That's good. We definitely need that at Giving Keys, but I'm also afraid to ask because I also see and know all the 900 things that are wrong, but I also know that there's like not like, like time or people to do any of the things. Like there's mm. so many, like there's, there's like, 900 things that are wrong, right? But for instance, I know there's this one particular thing that's really wrong right now that I know, uh, I'm like, oh, I keep not getting to this, but it's very important. For instance, our classic ball chain keys, I just realized on the website that Okay, we have two categories for the ball chains. The, there's one like classic ball chain, and mm-hmm. then there's vintage classic ball chain. So the vintage classic ball chain, all the keys are different. You don't know what you're going to get, yeah. whatever. But on the website, and it has probably been there for years and years and years, the classic ball chains are all supposed to be the, this key. Uniform. Mm-hmm. But every single picture on the website is different are, are all different keys mm. for that one and it's like one of our biggest sellers yeah but i'm like oh gosh and it's like that for the um that brooklyn chain mm-hmm. same thing classic brooklyn chain all the keys are different they should not be yeah but i don't even know how yeah that happened because we've never sold them that way i don't even know and so i'm like okay this is gonna be a whole production to because it's so expensive. Get the other photos. Get like each out. one because yeah. now we used to have like a photography system. We don't have it anymore. And now for the fulfillment center, the photographer, it's it's like too expensive per skew. So I'm like, oh, should I hire? And there's just all these moving pieces. But I'm like, well, I can't even get to that because I have to write the email that's going out in one hour <laughs> yeah. today. And then I have to pick my kids up. Yep. So I'm, I'm still not homework. getting to this like yeah. very important thing, but there's like 900 things like that yeah. that are just like fully off. Like, or even if when I go to a symbol, it's like the dainty symbols. If I click on that, okay, if you go to the the, um, the discs, they're like these round discs mm-hmm. and there are symbols. If you click on the different symbols, like smiley face, peace sign, a hamsa hand, a wave or a cross whatever you click on the different things and then the picture changes on the dainty key it doesn't <laughs> like you have the different options and oh, then you can click you on can't them, see them but you can't see them and i'm like yep and i also there's just literally it's just all day i'm finding the more hands-on i am and the more or less people we have <laughs> i'm 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 really in there so i'm seeing all the things that i didn't see before yeah which i'm glad yeah, that's a blessing and a curse but then sure. i'm like well <laughs> Yeah. So then they're just piling up. So I'm going back to your thing that you started the thing with, like the list of the to do's, what's the priority, um, what are like the, and, and I keep just doing the things that are time pressing priority, but I need to carve out time for all the other important things too. I'm just struggling with where to fit that in in yeah. a day other than like <laughs> 2 a.m., which is where I've been also doing my emails and stuff. Yeah. I think I probably responded to one of you in an email around 2 a.m. because that's where I've been yeah. doing it. I've started leaving my phone here in the downstairs in Ooh. the kitchen um, so that, one, I protect my morning, if Ooh. even if it's only for how long it takes me to walk from upstairs to downstairs, at least it's not the very first thing That's good. that I'm doing. And then after, um, I told you very, very briefly, Chad and I, every year we go to this retreat at a monastery in the high desert here. And 
it's um, it's actually associated with my graduate degree. Oh. So it's like an alumni group that goes, oh. and then they just like allow Chad to also come. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's been the same group of people since basically like 2010. Wow. Um, and so there's you know people fluctuate in and out, but there's always kind of that core group. But one of the things that I loved so much is like they have such a strict schedule. Mm. And so when the workday is done, like they have, let's say they mm. work from 9am to 4.30pm, mm. like at 4.30, even if you're in the middle of writing an email, yeah. they just shut down and walk away. Mm. And it's such a foreign concept for me. Like I don't just wow. stop in the middle yeah. of a task. Um, and yeah. I'm usually doing like seven tasks yeah, at the yeah. same time. And there's so many times where I'm like, okay, we don't have any kids with us this weekend or something like I'll just get a bunch of work yeah. done right now. Um, and so it really just like shifted something in me where I was like, I would love to start incorporating more mm. of that, even if it's not like as rigid, yeah. but just knowing I that like that. there is a time that the work day comes to a close yeah. and then it's not like you're not doing anything. You're just yeah reprioritizing that time to be like present yeah. with your kids or going for a hike yeah. or whatever yeah. without the attachment of work yeah. around. And it's hard. It's a weirdly hard yeah thing to deal with. Yeah. I got to I have to come up with a better system. Cause like <clears throat> I didn't work out for mm, years pretty much <laughs> because it was just not a priority for me. Yeah. And, um, and then I got to a point where I think the stress of work stuff, well, it was around the pandemic, I think where we got into all this debt and it was like, well, it was because our CFO at the time, he was hired when I was on maternity leave. Did I tell you about mm -hmm. how he stole yeah. a bunch of money? That was fun. Um, so yeah, he was hired when I was on maternity leave and I came back and I was like, oh gosh, this guy, Jeff, he looks, he looks at me. I don't like the way he looks at me. Like mm. the way he looks at me, I can tell something's off. But yeah. everyone we were working with at the time, they were like, he's the best CFO you've ever had. You can't let him go just because you have a weird feeling about him. Um, Lesson learned. <clears throat> yeah. And, <laughs> and then when I was on maternity leave for love, my second... He quit and he said he had cancer and all this stuff. And, um, uh, but oh, I mean, I'm skipping over 900 things, but this CFO that we have now, Sarah, who's amazing. She, she's like a interim CFO, but she just has now stayed with us for the last <laughs> few years. And she works for like a handful of other brands too. So she's cool. like kind of like hourly for different people. And I love her, but she went in there and I had just had the baby and um, had love, and she was like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, I know you're on maternity leave, but now that I've just kind of dug into the books, um, I am saying now that Jeff has embezzled well over $200,000, and so I know crazy. that there's more, but I'm just spending so much time and more of your money to find the things when I, I could go on and on, like I know there's more. Um, so we, we filed a police report, and then he ended up passing away. So with no money, so we didn't, get anything and it was just like this whole and then COVID that was was it yeah somewhere in the middle of COVID ish area I don't even know and it was horrendous and I could not I could not manage my stress like I was having heart pains all the time so I that's when I started running and I was like I just need to run because I don't know what else to do to manage the stress so then I realized, I was like, oh, people, mental health reasons. <laughs> yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Didn't, I think because I grew up in LA, I would kind of be annoyed by people that were those like cliche looking girls in their yoga pants all the time yeah. working out. And I'm like, what are you, what are you, are you just working out all day? Like, do you have yeah. a job? Like, I don't know. I would get like annoyed at <laughs> like, go work somewhere. Like, go use a bit. like, oh, that's nice. You can just go work out. Like, I don't know. I had this weird bitterness or something. And so now I'm like, oh, I get it. Like. Okay, that's valid. And so, so for instance, today, I haven't really worked out that much in the last couple of weeks, but today I was like, I, I need to move my body. So I need to do that. So I took a Pilates class this morning at like 8, 8.30 a.m. But I feel like whenever I do one thing that's good for me, like I, I haven't figured out how to fit in all the things. Like I did that and then I went straight into meeting, 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 and then here, and then I haven't eaten. So stuff like that. Like I'm like, I need to, I haven't, I'm really proud of myself that I made myself go. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but forgot about that food part, like eating thing. Yeah. So, you know, one day I will get there. It's progress. Baby steps. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, and I think there's so... Well, one, I, you have so much room to give yourself a lot of grace. It's so hard to balance all of the things we're like, yeah. quote unquote, supposed to do yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. For me, the things that are easiest to always remove from the list are exercise and meditation, right? Yeah. The two things yeah. that I know are going to actually mm. set me up for a wonderful day. Yeah. It just feels like, oh, but those aren't actually necessary because yeah. like this other stuff is so much more important. Right. So every day I'm like trying to consciously mm. switch that. It doesn't That's always good. work. We should like, hold each other accountable. Even if it's I'm a text, text you and we're like, did you meditate eat? today? Did you move? Did you eat? Yeah. <laughs> Have you we had should, food? Did yeah. you exercise? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you shut off your phone? You better not even respond to this text because yeah. you shouldn't have your phone around you yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, one of the things we ask everyone and every time I do this, it's always towards the end of an episode and I realize I want to do it at the beginning, (laughs) (laughs) just switch this around in the order, (laughs) um, is, uh, so for me, I've been so focused on like, we can't incorporate everything that we want to do. And I'm not a big fan of like new year's resolutions per se, but I love having like a value or a driving mm-hmm. word that like, just mm-hmm. when I do remember, I can realign with like, oh yeah, that's what I'm really trying to call into my life mm-hmm. at this moment in mm-hmm. my life. And mm-hmm. wondering if there is a word that comes to mind for you. That's like, this is the thing that I'm striving towards or mm-hmm. would like most to be receiving right now. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'll answer it long-windedly as I My favorite do. way. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I've been in this uh, persevere mindset because mm. it was our 15-year anniversary and that was our word for the 15-year anniversary was persevere. So I've been hanging these persevere keys everywhere and... That's in my mind as, as far as like, okay, we persevered as a company. Like I'm persevering as a human, like you're all persevering as humans. Like that's what we do. But then this month is, um, the word of the month for October is restore and people mm. really resonated with that. And so now I'm seeing how many people are resonating with that. And I'm like, wow, I get this word is like striking a, a, a chord in people. And so I was kind of you know, thinking about that word and in, in my life, like, okay, restoring, whether it's like an old relationship, you know, with my ex-husband, whether it's restoring like things in us that's like broken or need healing or whatever. But so those are the two words that came to mind. But then at the same time, simultaneously, I looked at your necklace and realized we're both wearing hope. You're wearing hope mm-hmm. and I'm wearing hope. So tying it up in a bow, I'm going to answer it with hope, hope, that we will continue to persevere and be restored. Love that. Like whatever the thing that we're struggling with, like you said, the progress, not perfection, or like can't figure out how to organize my day. I can't figure out how to get things done. Can't figure out how to solve all the problems. There's not enough time in the day. Like can't figure out how to have time for mental health or be present for my kid. Like hope, like there has to be hope. Like if we don't have hope for all these things we're trying to accomplish, we have nothing. So like hope that, yeah, we will persevere through the hard things. Hope that we will get that healing and res- restoration. But hope, I feel like, is like the fundamental or foundational like blanket statement yeah. of the other things. And it's so so where persevere is so strong, mm-hmm. um, and there's even a lot of action in restoration. Mm-hmm. I feel like hope is so gentle. Yeah, and like slow. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a lot from us yeah. to be hopeful. Mm. It takes a lot to persevere, yeah. a lot yeah. of physical and mental activity. Yeah. Uh, and even restoration, especially if it's around like forgiveness or, you know, new routines, yeah. any of those things. Healing um, can also be such a, a powerful but active journey. Yeah. Ooh, I'm seeing the philosophy majorness yeah. <laughs> come out in us. Yeah. I love it. Oh, so good. Well, congrats on 15 years with the Giving Keys. That's such a remarkable achievement. And I think your brand just continues to stay so relevant, Mm -hmm. um, so hopeful. I love your giving back mission. I love the stories of hopefulness that are shared Mm -hmm. as people um, have these random acts of kindness. It's Mm -hmm. so cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that our paths crossed and now we're neighbors. And I'm so proud of you for not only doing everything that you've been doing with composed living and what you do to help so many people 
holistically with within the business and without outside of the business and all the things and humans and their homes and then out in the world. But then now with your new store and it looks so, so cute. Fun. I know you have to and come thank you see. for Karen giving keys. Yeah, thank I was just so going to say, we, if you want to see Yay. the giving keys in real life, come yes. in and see them in the shop. I can't wait. I have to um, come and video them. And we <laughs> chose... So I couldn't like narrow it down to one word. Yeah. I was like, send me these nine words and then yeah. these other words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because they're all so beautiful and it's Yay. so hard to choose. So we narrowed it down to nine words, literally, okay, that resonated with us as a brand. Um, and all the different styles. I mean, they're so fun. We have the long classic Yay. chains. We I love the Brooklyn chain. Yeah. Is that what this one's called? Yeah. It's just so pretty and I get so many compliments on it. Really? Uh, and just the other day I was in and somebody was like playing with the keys and looking at the words. And I was like, do you know the story of this brand? And they were like, no, it's like my favorite mm-hmm. thing to tell oh, people about it. And they're like, no way. It was like, you see everyone kind of gets like, they get teary eyed yeah. even just like thinking about oh, it, you know, because it's so special. And like nothing mm. that I know of is like in this way, you know, mm. it's not created yeah. with the intention of not keeping it for yourself forever. Yeah. Which yeah. is so cool. Yeah. You know, it's like Aww. baked into everything that you do or just all of these beautiful values. And I love it. Thanks. Um, and also yes. I know a wonderful company that can help you get organized for your kids. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> I was like, duh, <laughs> just tell me when you want us to come over oh and we'll organize all of the things. Oh, Morning routines are so hard. Yeah. Um, you're right. Like when you are struggling or like every moment counts in yeah. the morning, you're mm-hmm. like rushing to beat the deadline of dropping yeah. kids off at school. And yeah, it's, you have to have a seamless, Where do all seamless straws routine. go for the water bottles? Where do they go? <laughs> for us, it's double A batteries. Oh, like yeah. I cannot, every single time I need a battery, yeah. there are none. <laughs> and the most alarming part of that is that I buy rechargeable batteries. So like, where have they gone? Yeah. If they're not charged, then yeah. they should have been recharged and then put back into the thing. Yes. And yet somehow they vanish. And I've had this, it's like, if I have one more conversation with any of our kids about one, please don't throw batteries in the trash. That's Mm -hmm. not where they go Two, these should last you forever. You can just like basically plug them in again. Wow. (laughs) No, they vanish. I don't get it. We're opposite. I have my junk drawer that used to be nicely organized by you, by your amazing crew. And we have these nice little things. Now they're, they're all like, they're all just like broken and there's just shit everywhere now and i haven't done anything about it but you know what is in there like a hundred batteries i will give you all of our straws and come shopping at your house for batteries i just hung that wreath that's on the door nice and it's like a battery like it has twinkly lights and it goes on on a timer nope missing four double a batteries and then i pulled out four all dead it's yes, like, yeah. what is my yeah, life? Yeah, there's probably a bunch of dead ones in, in my drawer. But so there yeah. you go. Even professional organizers, yeah. you know, we can't we can't do it all. Yeah. It's like I've tried. I've tried to teach. I know it's one child in particular. He's the culprit usually. If there's something that has gone disorganized or missing in our house, you know, I can usually narrow it down pretty fast. Yeah. Nice. Oh man. Well, thank you so much for being my guest thank today. Thank you for having me. Love catching up with Yay. you. Ditto, ditto. This is so inspiring and yeah, a nice little therapy session for a Thursday. Yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> All Thanks, right. Guys. Everybody have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay, bye.